Welcome to the podcast where we talk all about love. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Carly Ann. Let's be honest, nobody taught us about the challenges that come with finding and keeping healthy, happy relationships. Nobody warned us of the courage that you need to put yourself out there when dating, or gave us the tools to manage anxiety, or told us what the hell to do when we got ghosted. As two coaches working in this space, we want to open up the conversation and give our take into the real, messy, amazing, sometimes tiring and frustrating, but mainly an extraordinary journey that comes with creating the secure, lasting relationships that you deserve. Caitlin, our first episode of All About Love. I know, I'm so excited. And thank you all, by the way, for helping us to pick the name. This is something we've been wanting to do for so long. And today's episode, we're diving straight into one that I know both of us get asked about all the time, which is ghosting. Yeah, it's definitely a hot topic. And today we're going to be talking, God, about absolutely everything. But, you know, things such as what is ghosting, why it happens, why it hurts so much, what we can do about it, absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. Ghosting. Ghosting, ghosting. Also, when we're recording, this is actually the week before Halloween, which we didn't realise. So it's very fitting. Oh, that's a bit sad that we can't release it for Halloween. (laughs) We can re-release it in 2023. (laughs) We're so unorganised, we have decided once that we're going to really take time management skills and we're going to record everything in advance, get it all ready and then release it in January. Yeah, exactly. So it'll be January now when people are listening to this. So happy January. I hope it's happy January. Happy January. Happy New Year. Hope everybody's doing well with the new year, new me. (laughs) (laughs) And that we're not being ghosted. Okay, let's go into being ghosted. I feel like I could be wrong that maybe you were quite um, for a ghosting episode. So is that why? Why, Caitlin? Um. First of all, I think, well, I, you know, as most of you know, back in the heyday, I was a great data, terrible at relationships. So like ghosting was quite a large part of my experience. But also, I think that from what I've seen with clients recently, well, not recently, but, you know, over the last few years, especially during COVID and when we're all hiding behind a screen a lot more, ghosting now feels a hell of a lot easier because I think you're less accountable so it is absolutely everywhere and during the research as well what I found so interesting was that it happens at work it happens in friendships it happens in relationships so even just from like a cultural point of view like Mm -hmm. so those are the kind of reasons I wanted to do a deep dive into it shall we define ghosting and then I definitely want to jump on that just in case anyone's here and doesn't know it or hasn't experienced it you go then if you've got like a professional ghosting definition i have indeed ghosting the noun and ghost the verb both describe this phenomenon of leaving a relationship of some kind by abruptly ending all contact with the other person and especially electronic contact like texts emails and chats that's what you were saying right but there are I do think there are there is like slow ghosting as well and then mm. there is like abrupt ghosting um but actually from like you said thinking about the research one of the things that I kept seeing over and over again is given dating apps texting technology yeah. it's definitely more common 
and I guess easier right because you're behind a screen yeah and there's when I was doing it when I was looking at the definitions three things that are all related but there's like ghosting there's haunting and there's zombieing which all include like what you've just described so ghosting is where you completely cut off contact with somebody and you never speak to them ever again which I actually think is a smaller percentage and then there's haunting which is more like a sort of platform downgrade so they stop kind of replying to your texts or you start replying to their texts but you like all their instagram posts still and then zombieing and then zombieing is where they cut off contact for a bit but then they'll reappear oh my god hey in sort of you know a few months or a few weeks or even a few years with a hey you i've missed you what have you been up to like nothing so when we were thinking about our own experience yeah i'm sure because i've done a lot of dating so i'm sure i've been ghosted and it's really really hurt but one of the things i was going to say to you is the thing is a lot of my experience is that they always come back yeah and so at the time though i wouldn't have known that so i guess ghosting was happening but I was being zombied. Mm. I was zombied as well, though, I think. Yeah. And I think zombieing is like when it's, you don't quite know what you want. You're not quite ready. And maybe you just want a bit of attention. Mm-hmm. So like you get back in touch with somebody. Okay. Yeah. So it's the zombieing that I feel like I'm possibly most familiar with. I can't, I know for sure, because I have there's one person in my mind when I was really young I would have been like 20s yeah definitely remember ghosting them but it didn't really have a name at that point as far as I know yeah I know what you mean the and I do think we all have I don't think anybody well probably apart from my husband because I did actually ask him he was like what do you think and I was like no you've never ghosted anybody because he's got a horribly firm moral compass but I think that most people in some form or another will have ghosted somebody and been ghosted, even if it doesn't feel like a full-on abrupt cut communication, it could be like a slow fade mm-hmm. where then you don't have the conversation that you're not interested. You just slowly stop replying and step back, hoping they're going to get the message. I have a statistic for this. Yeah, go on about who's ghosting who. But I want to say this is about being like, I've been ghosted, I'm, I've am i done both, I've ghosted someone. Who do you think's got the higher percentage of being involved in ghosting out of men and women, if I was to do like typical gender statistics that are on this? Ooh, I'm going to say men. It says 80, I don't know, I really don't know how legit this is, okay? Yeah. But it says 82% of women have been involved in ghosting and 71% of men have been involved in ghosting. That's so interesting, isn't it? Do you think that's just because women admit it? (laughs) Maybe it's that women admit it. Yeah, and do you know what I always say to my clients? They complain about ghosting constantly and I say, okay, well, that guy you stopped texting because you didn't fancy him, that counts as ghosting. Mm Mm-hmm. So we all do it and we all complain about it. Usually the behavior we hate, we've got to hold ourselves a little bit more accountable to. Because I was thinking like pre-technology, it would have just been more like physical, wouldn't it? Just just disappear, I guess. 
Yeah, but would it though? Like, okay, if you think about because dating's more of a re- more of a recent thing, isn't it? You know, it was what probably nineteen. I think it was nineteen eighties when like the first online dating site came out, which wasn't very no long ago, considering we've had hundreds and hundreds of years of you know prearranged marriage or marriage as a business deal or courting or you know where you weren't allowed in the same room as somebody as the opposite sex like without being chaperoned you know it's only 1960s when the pill came out wasn't it and that gave women more freedom in terms of choosing partners and dating and having kind of more experience so what, what would it have been like back in the day I've no idea just finish your date because then you might have actually have to call and say Hi, just let you know I didn't enjoy that day. Goodbye. Yeah, but I'm I'm not even thinking of when phones were around. I'm thinking of oh, you're like, thinking pre phones. I'm thinking of like I'm thinking of a landline. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, but what about the time like where you had to write letters? Like you wouldn't have been allowed to break off an engagement if you if you publicly were known that you were like engaged or, or courting. That's it. Yeah, you, had but... get, you had to go ma- get married. You can yeah. break off. But hold on a second, because if we're talking about like our ghosting today, yeah, yeah, surely ghosting doesn't happen when people are engaged. Yeah, but it does. You've got a good I... example of this, huh? You've got quite a good example of this. Yeah, oh, yeah, I've got celebrity examples, but I've also got things I've heard from friends of friends, and also a few consults I've had. You're ghosting. You're saying you could be engaged to someone, and someone's just going to disappear. Yeah. So in celebrity culture. Um, Russell Brand texted Katy Perry saying he wanted a divorce and never spoke to her again. <laughs> okay, so that does happen. Is that ghosting though? Because listen, now listen, I am not saying that this is good and I'm not pro this at all. I want to be really clear on that. I'm just saying if they've messaged and said it's over, a divorce. Yeah. Is that ghosting? I don't know. I would say yes, that is ghosting. Like, because you've got different levels, haven't you? You've got like lightweight ghosting, which is like stopping replying to messages when you've had a few conversations and haven't met. Then you've got like midweight ghosting. I can't remember who coined this, where it's like you met, might have met them once. Yeah. As you, it's not there and not speaking to them again. And then you've got like third wave ghosting, where it's like you've entered a sexual relationship. And then that must happen quite often. Yeah. Well, I don't know, I suppose, because he detects, didn't it? Didn't he? I don't know. What was the other examples? Well, actually, maybe we can put the vote out there. Yeah. Is that okay. Ghost? Russell Brown, Katy Perry. <laughs> Guys, the most important question. They are like um, October 2022, when we've got the hideous state of the like political party going on, but this is more important. Did Russell Brand goes to Katy Perry. <laughs> I didn't know that that happened, to be honest. What's the other examples that you've well, got? Well, you've, you've got like... It's making me think of um, Brad and Jen, where like, I mean, how long ago did they break up? And all these years later, people still can't get over it. And that's what we're doing. We're bringing up the cele- celebrity yeah, at the past. But yeah, that's what we're doing. Who's the other? Jason Derulo, he, he, he feels like a ghoster to me. He apparently ghosted Jordan Sparks after seven years. How? We don't know. We just know mm-hmm. he ghosted. He just said he just ghosted me. 
Should I speak to me again? After seven years. But you go, um, who is it? La La, let me explain, was doing a whole mass thing on her stories about men who had just walked out on their family one day, like literally said they're going for a drive, never came back. If we do need to hear, not to bring up anyone's heartbreak, but if you have, like, let's keep it lighthearted. If mm. anyone has like any stories that you know of or like experiences of it, it being that, what's the word? cold it's cold isn't it <laughs> yeah i mean imagine yeah, I if you're... That. I get the re- no that but if anyone's got any cold experiences for us yeah. the shock us to our core but imagine if like you know if liam just got was like, i'm just going to get some milk just got in the car and pissed off and never came back it would you know i cannot fathom that sort of like level of um fuckery <laughs> That brings us a little bit into the why, doesn't it? Like why people yeah. ghost. I can't begin to comprehend why somebody would do that at that level, at like that marriage, level. like yeah. long-term relationships and things like that. So maybe let's stick to the more average Joe experience of being you know, ghosted. Yeah. On, because there's so many different levels. Okay, let's start with, so I do think, and we discussed this a little bit before, we don't hugely want to get into the whys because firstly, you could just Google six reasons people ghost and you're going to find some really good reasons, probably the legit reasons. But, and also we could, it's not necessarily, what I'm trying to say is, it's not important. Like to get so stuck on the why, I get the, the whole closure thing, but I do find that sometimes we get so stuck on the why that we get distracted by the fact that they've bloody left. No, I just think people get stuck on the why and I agree it can blind you moving forward. But I think, you know, if we're talking about cold, hard, cold ghosting, where it is, it's they've left for a reason that doesn't feel explained and your brain needs to find a reason to make sense of it. And that's I think that's, it, the, isn't it? that's the difficulty, isn't it? Like you then can't comprehend the why it's happened. So we will look for any reason. So it's almost like the closure is giving ourselves a reason. Yeah. We just like, like you say, our brain likes things to make sense. That's why I've heard of like closing the loop yourself. Yeah. Like just yeah. coming up with the best possible reason that you think it could be because yeah. your brain will try and figure out the why. Yeah. Um, but it is like, it's the best information. Imagine being in a relationship with someone who is capable of ghosting. Mm. No, hold on, no, that's unfair. Like in the current moment, because like we're saying, like we've all got ghosting behind us. Yeah. Well, so if you've like, if you go somebody in a relationship, with you need to have a firm word with yourself on going you know unless it's in a toxic or an abusive situation yeah of course we've had a relatively healthy happy relationship and and also I do think ghosting and breaking up are very different things like you everybody has the right to break up with somebody if they're not happy and that's different from sitting down having having conversations saying I don't feel the same anymore versus upping and leaving and not giving an explanation yeah and maybe we can touch on it but like times where ghosting is perfect because the amount of times people will say you know i I feel bad for them if i don't message back when they're saying they don't want to be in this relationship anymore but they Mm. don't they've ended it the person keeps messaging them and they don't want to hurt them i do think there's a point where it's like i've asked this to stop yeah i don't want to message anymore that yeah then choose ghosting 
because it's not really ghost. Yeah, yeah. I just said about Russell Brand, but not that I'm pro no, that. Is, is, is the text a technicality? Um, but no, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. You and everyone can play along. Okay. Top three reasons. Again, this is doing like men's women. I don't know how old this is. All the reasons for both are the same anyway. So what do you think the top three reasons for ghosting are? According to this bit of research that I found, I don't know how old it is. People don't want to have a diff difficult conversation. 100%. Yes. Like that's number one. And we could have guessed that's number one. Yeah. That yeah. has to be number one. I truly believe it. Yeah. You just don't want to. It's awkward to say you don't fancy somebody or like them anymore, isn't it? So or that you're not in a place for a relationship. It's so awkward, which is why that really helps me as well with like not taking things personally because I know it's so hard not to take mm -hmm. it personally but if we really look at it like what's the reason you've ghosted in the past what's the reason that I've done it or someone else and it will be I didn't want to hurt their feelings I didn't know how to say it yeah. um, I was worried about their response it's mm -hmm. yeah ghosted to avoid confrontation with someone it's that awkwardness that discomfort just that oh my god just sending that one text you just have to do it the amount of times I've been with a friend and it's like yeah. just do it you just got to do it and I do think it's good karma, like it's good dating karma, like for you to be able to be open and say where you are, what you want. And actually, if there's not that connection, it's so much kinder in the long run. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know about you, but my clients will go to, there's something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. Immediately mm -hmm. where, and yeah, okay, they might, they will probably still do it if they get a text but there will be more there to be able to move on from. Yeah, exactly. I remember as well thinking someone after a date just messaged me the next day. I mean, there was really nothing between us. He messaged me saying that. And I just remember being like, yes, like, thank yeah. you. Yeah. And you don't have, guys, you don't have to be like really honest. You don't have to be like, you know, I don't want to see you anymore because on our date you had really bad breath and I hated your shoes. It can literally just be... You know, oh, yeah. it's not it's not bring cruel to be kind it's literally just putting somebody's mind at rest that actually you you're not in that space and you're not in that space where you, you don't just feel there's that connection if yeah. you're out there really dating at the moment I'm just gonna write something down because there's something I want us to talk about if you're out there really dating and you're mm. in it and what we do know if you're in the dating world and you're putting yourself out there whatever that means chances of being ghosted are very, very high, yeah. right? Like we know that for sure. Yeah. And so I think being able to, <laughs> even just in your notes, mm. have a go-to message that you mm -hmm. send out that oh, it's awkward for about five minutes. Yeah. Awkward when you send it. It's awkward when you're waiting for them to see it. <laughs> yeah. But then it plays out. Yeah. Even if they get come back with a crappy response, which I, think, I don't think that happens like that often. Maybe it does, but thank God if they come up with a crappy response, it's all you needed yeah. to know. But yeah, it's awkward. Your stomach will be doing flips. You might feel a little bit sick. Mm. Send, <laughs> just send the message. I used to say things like, um, I'm just not feeling it, like whatever it is, like make a bit of a thing out of. Yeah. Nothing to do with you, it's just not there. Maybe we could do a script. Love yeah script. why don't we do a little script and pop it where can we put it in the notes can you oh you can't yeah, we'll, put it, we'll put it in the show is that what they say the show notes yes. next two reasons that you think people one of them is very modern i'd say 
Okay. Um, they don't feel they owe you anything? No. Okay. How many guests have I got? One more. Just for time-wise. <laughs> okay, so what did I guess? The mind got they don't feel they owe you anything. They think it's kinder? No, it's not on here, but I do believe that that is one. Okay. I don't know that this has a name for it, and it is that idea that when we're not with someone, it's almost like we, yeah, we think it's going to hurt them less mm. by not having that conversation. Yeah. Or that they're not going to feel the emotion so much, but they feel it more. Okay, so the next reason is ghosted people for not living up to their profile photos. Yeah. Okay, so I've done this. I've ghosted the, some of you. For this. Okay, so you've come off the day and been like, what? That's not what you look like. Well, I... Yeah, and actually on the day I called my dad. He was also in London and I was like, where are you? And I was like, can you call me back in two minutes and be like, where are you? I thought we were meeting for dinner That's on the day. Classic. You did the actual yeah, I actually did it with my dad. I made my dad bail me out because I got the there. I doesn't believe like, you. I don't care at that point. I was like, this is the worst hour of my life. I had to sit there. He didn't anything like his pictures he was not only right not even that okay you know I wouldn't have fancied him at all but I could have got over that and had like a fun hour talking to somebody and you know whatever he was literally a mute he didn't say anything and did you feel a bit deceived yeah I was like not only do I feel deceived in the fact that I thought I was meeting somebody different but you're not speaking to me yeah like what's there's no like you oh you know a completely different person via text to, to in real life was it um, his pictures that he used yeah but just from like very different angles and you know yeah. a few years ago and stuff like that it's difficult isn't it because we want to put our best photos up yeah at the same time yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah going to, see you. going to see you and he also lied about his height Classic. on the app yeah he said he was like six but he wasn't he was i'm five foot two he was probably like two inches taller three inches taller i mean that's that's a big fraud <laughs> this because i think this is the thing and what he probably wouldn't have realized or maybe he did but anyway is it's the deceiving isn't it mm. I know that I'm sure lots of people, we know yeah. that as a classic value but for I, other people. I know, but yeah, and like, I did, I had the height thing. I wouldn't go so for it. No, I, I would never go so for height, but well, but, but it, it was just very weird, weird experience. Final reason? This one, I will give you a bit of a clue. Okay. It breaks my heart a little bit to say it, but it needs to be said. And it's very, a lot of the people that you and I work with, like mm. our client groups, worry about this. Oh no. Do we want to say it on the podcast? Yeah. Because um, it's real. Okay, what is and it? Hopefully it will, yeah, it's important. Um, go to people that became too clingy or needy. Yeah. It's, it is the reality, right? Like, especially we're probably talking there like earlier stages. That is number three, by the way, it's not the top one, but it is true that even just before meeting people or date two, date three, especially if there is that anxiety there, it yeah. can become a lot. And I guess what does somebody want to say to them? Sorry, but you're, it's feeling a bit too much for me. 
Yeah, and I do, I mean, maybe I think we're going to answer this later, aren't we? Like, is it ever okay to ghost? I think it's, you know, it's different if you've met somebody and then they're sort of displaying this behaviour, saying, I think we're actually in different places at the moment. And yeah. maybe what you need, I don't think I can give you. Yes, love that. Love that. But if it's over, if it's on that conversation front, you know, if it's, because I've had it before where, you know, I haven't replied to somebody's message for a couple of days. And then I've got like quite an aggressive, or what feels aggressive to me, you know, message being like, oh, if you don't want to talk to me, da, 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 da. Or, you know, um, why haven't you replied? I can see you've been online. Mm -hmm. those things don't feel nice and sometimes I think when it's coming from a place of insecurity we react don't we and it can feel quite pressurizing or aggressive or the tone is off Mm. so whether it's that person wanted reassurance I'm sure that's not my responsibility I'm not in a relationship with you it's not really that responsibility but it's not for me sitting there on an app it yes, highlights from point. both perspectives, right? I think, yeah. and I get that this isn't always the case if two people are in the same space with that green light on. Um, but yeah. I think it does highlight the importance of taking things slow. One, so that if it yes. is a ghost star, it doesn't yeah. hurt so much because you've not invested, because it's the investment that upsets us so much. And two, if you're the person that be- can become quite clingy and needy and you know that, perhaps there's less chance of that happening if things are being taken slow. I remember this guy and he, yeah, I guess part of, bearing in mind, I do understand my own difficulties and how I perceive things, but I would say he went on the side of it felt like a lot. Um, Mm. He was trying to get very close very quickly. It was very very quickly. And I remember Mm. he sent me, and we hadn't met, he sent me like a huge voice note, um, Mm. just about like his childhood, to be honest. And one of the things that he said in this message is, you know, I know that this might be a bit too much, but women often say that they want someone available, but then when it comes down to it, they don't really. And I was like, it's not about like available, tell me everything. Yeah, like, but I didn't ghost it. I did not actually ghost him. But at the same time, it did feel like a lot. It is interesting that idea, isn't it? Of vulnerability versus availability. Uh-huh. Because I do have when clients say, okay, so, you know, we've worked a lot on the vulnerability and lowering their guard and stuff. And it's like, okay, but how much do I tell them on a first date? And it's like, well, nothing, you know, unless it feels really right, but it's not it's not vulnerability that you go and put everything onto a person on a first date and say, this is my childhood trauma. This is how many times I've been cheated on. This is what I want. This is what I need. Because that's with the expectation that they have to hold that then. And it's almost a warning sign being like, don't hurt me, don't hurt me, which isn't a really fair way to approach a date, is it? Mm. Um, So it's having that step back and going slow and going at a pace that feels comfortable. Exactly. And I know maybe we're going a little bit off topic, but mm. oh, well, okay. um, because it's reminding me of a date with this guy who was years ago. So I feel like it was when I was still like quite asleep to it all, like my patterns and things, yeah. like sharing a bit more with him. And he had asked questions in a way that perhaps I hadn't been asked and took interest in a way that I hadn't experienced that much. Mm. 
And I felt even more resentful when that ended, like how I told you things about mm. me. Um, so you also have to take responsibility for what you share. And that doesn't yeah. suddenly mean that this has to be something because I was only really thinking about it now that we're having this conversation that I realized like I felt so resentful that I shared that and then yeah. didn't care. Yeah. Didn't you yeah, know? Even more. Yeah, it is interesting, isn't it? And I do. And again, like that is yours to hold. Your story yeah. is yours to hold and yours to take responsibility for. And sometimes I think it's almost like we view vulnerability and sharing as a transaction. I'll tell you this if you're not going to go anywhere, you know, you're going to be really mindful of it. You're going to do this, you're going to do that. And you know, we want to share to open up that connection and learn to communicate, but that's still yours mm-hmm. to hold. If somebody goes to you after you told them something really vulnerable, then that's on them. But yeah, exactly. there shouldn't be that like, you know, expectation that you're going to end up together because you have been vulnerable for once. Yeah, like I've invested in you and you should invest yeah. in that. And it's the investment part, I think, that's really interesting with ghosting, isn't it? Because I was thinking about this earlier, like when, we, when we're when we talking about dating nowadays and the expectations we have on dates before we've even met and maybe we build a story around how it's going to go, what they're going to look like, how it's going to feel like, the timeline. Um, and then, you know, we spent hours getting ready. We want to plan the perfect date. We like go into it in already having invested so much that when it doesn't, work or if we don't feel like that or if somebody does ghost or or you know whatever that hurts even more because it feels like we aren't getting sort of return on investment doesn't it yeah and it's that rejection side of things Mm -hmm. that we then can become quite obsessed with I think yes so well let's let's talk about let's talk about rejection in terms of ghosting because that's that's honestly that's the reason it hurts isn't it yeah for sure I think, yeah, I think it's the, not even just, am I someone who has a deep fear of abandonment? Anyone, like we don't want to feel rejected. Mm -hmm. And we don't seem to be able to put it into that opposite perspective of just like, sometimes I'm just not into someone. We've all probably had it where we kind of wish we were as well, but sometimes that thing is just not there. Or whether it is that you, there is something about you that's not for them or that you share different values, Mm -hmm. but it's that as soon as you take it personally and experience that level of rejection where you've made it about you and your self-esteem takes that knock, you internalize it, you then, that then becomes the obsession. And then you believe that this feeling must be because I like that person. Mm. And then if you start to think, God, like maybe it's love which people will like straight away, then that comes up with this like reasoning in your head of, I should fight for this. I can't yeah. just go. Maybe I should track them down and go to where they work. <laughs> and do that. And again, that comes that sort of fighting, isn't it? Or that lack of closure. Mm-hmm. And do you think there was an interesting study where it said any sort of perceived social rejection, when you look at the brain, it's the same pathways that fire as physical pain. So there is a link between kind of rejection and biology and how much it hurts. But so I guess kind of that is the reason it can be so painful. But as humans, we're pretty much hardwired, aren't we, for social connection? So we are hardwired to avoid rejection 
and to try and get connection because that you know thousands of years ago that would have been how we survived we had to be in a group yeah we had to be in you know um otherwise you get eaten by lion don't you if you're like the lone ranger yeah um so I still think we're hardwired to look for any sort of rejection yeah and we want to be wanted we want to be chosen if they're not sometimes you can get quite stuck on if they're not choosing me who are they choosing and what has that person got that I haven't got yeah yeah and so if you're someone these are all patterns that we fall into anyway right comparison so it's very easy to just fall it back into those common patterns rather than be able to catch yourself but like yeah I want to be chosen I want to be better than or what's wrong with me whatever it might be yeah and if I think of people who lit like what are the common issues that we see it quite often is like someone saying I wasn't even that into them yeah. And then when they pulled back, that's when suddenly I was mm. intrigued or liked them more or felt like I was in love with them. People will break up with their partner. And though it's not like ghosting necessarily, well, it's definitely not, unless it's previous experiences <laughs> that we've spoken about today. And then when that partner moves on, yeah, then they want the part, oh, I made a mistake. Yeah until the partner moves on that they're, they're quite happy yeah. i've made the right choice so there's something in that rejection the comparison and ghosting brings all of that to the surface do you think there's ever any situation where ghosting is better i'm thinking in comparison to perhaps the slow fade or the pull away kind of method do you think it's almost Oh, do I think ghosting is better than the slow ghosting? So the sort of lesser of two evils. Yeah, like if somebody sort of pull, I don't know, if if somebody just stops speaking to you after a bit of time, you'd probably be like, well. Yeah, I do actually. I find the idea of slow ghosting a bit more frustrating. Yeah. Ghosting's annoying, don't get me wrong. But slow ghosting is just like, you're dragging out my time. And when it came yeah. to dating, that's the thing that our time is so, so valuable, so valuable. Yeah. And mm. someone slow fading or knowing that they're not into you or keeping you on the back burner, that really, that frustrates yeah. me a lot, actually. Yeah. And it is interesting because I, I was coming in from a perspective and also I was, you know, you're talking like early 20s, like, you know, we don't know anything to read, but I thought ghosting was rude. So it was kinder to slowly stop replying or like, you know, the kind of back away. So they would get the message in a slow, kind way. And actually it doesn't work at all. It's just as frustrating. And I do think having had now the insight, it's sending a message saying, I'm so I'm sorry, I'm just not in that space is is the best thing you can ever do. And I say to clients now, like if you feel somebody is pulling away. It's not a question of just letting them go. It's a question of sending a message saying, I'm not sure if this is right, but I've noticed something shifted. So one of the things, this is what I wrote down, mm-hmm. being ghosted, them disappearing. There is this idea, there's a few like quite big dating coaches that have mm-hmm. like scripts or believe in sending that message and basically just being really clear, not about the why did you ghost, ghost me, but just letting them know it's not yeah. okay as a way to try and put an end to this ghosting movement. <laughs> yeah. 
I was always of the belief for me personally, there's a song and that's what I hear immediately that it's not my job to educate them. Yeah. And so whilst I understand that actually the best advice is to send that message and say, look, this is, I just want to say that this isn't okay. Mm. At the same time, I'm also a bit like, find out the hard way. Like this isn't for me to teach you not to ghost. They know it's not okay to ghost. Yeah. It's it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because also maybe that person does need to be taught that, exactly. especially if they're avoiding confrontation, if you send a message saying, just so you know, it would have been easier just to say that actually you weren't feeling the same connection and that's absolutely fine. But the kind of thing is always to do it, FYI. But for me, again, I think with my clients, they know or you've got to get them to a place where they trust that they are making the right decisions. And it's, for me, it's about where you want to put your energy. And sometimes, let's say if we're in the learning experience where we're setting boundaries, we're learning to speak up, we are trying to date more intentionally, then sending that message feels feels like the right thing to do. It's empowering. Whereas for some clients, they've been there they've done that and now it's empowering to not even give it a second thought yes I think it's that isn't it is it can be really empowering to get up and go again because that's what we have to do after being ghosted we've got to get up and go again and discover that person that just ghosting isn't on their radar you know they're not interested they're going to let you know yeah I I think it's 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 what works for you it's what it's what's going to help your kind of journey more yeah and and I do think at different times in our lives it'll be a different answer and I do that does lead us if we want to go on to so we've taken questions yeah let's just do a couple because I think we're yeah (laughs) people on our Instagram the I'm looking at okay you want to do a couple so the one that that was making me think of is Mm. The question that someone asked is everyone that ghosts got an avoidant attachment basically Ooh, i think that's a bit simplistic yeah i don't think i really don't think no. so i think as well it's just leading into that leaning into that idea I, there's an element isn't there where it's a bit easier yeah I think oh they're avoidant that's what it yeah, is well somebody's an avoidant and I also think you will have people whose anxiety is so high the thought of sending that message they can't cope with the anxiety that's going to produce so for them yeah. their defense is to cut off yeah and I just think even the most secure person yeah is going to fuck up and make a mistake makes decisions yeah. like that as well you know so yeah totally agree no not always avoidant but definitely an avoidant is uh very likely to ghost as well not very likely yeah and i do learn yeah and i do think like dating apps are an avoidance playgrounds aren't there because there's always you know more more options more more opportunity out there yeah and but you know what saying that like this is not to do that question but it's just whilst it comes up I've had it where I've been on a dating app, exchanged a couple of messages, and then that person has got in touch with me and said, sorry, Carly, like I'm actually messaging someone else. And I've literally thought, oh my God, like you did not need to tell me that. Like you yeah. did not need, we've had like one or two message exchanges. So I guess that maybe that's like the next question. Yeah. Go on. Good segue. Good segue. So the next question is, 
is it okay to mutually ghost or should there be a courteous closure conversation Mm. okay so for me it's unless we're practicing having those conversations and practicing intentional dating which you can do right from very very early on and some clients do have to practice it because it's a muscle we need to build I personally think if there's been less investment than a few messages or you haven't really been speaking to them for very long you haven't really invested any time on the apps then no yeah and if you are not being hurt and you're not playing a game of, well, they've not texted me, so I'm not going to text them. If you're ghosting them Mm. as a test or keeping score and things like that, Mm. then I would say you don't need to ghost. You're very welcome to send a message, right? Yeah. On the flip side of that, if you know that they're into you, and yes it's gone a little bit quiet but there was a last message or they have expressed an interest or you know that there's that investment Mm. then I think it's courteous to have that conversation also for that person and for you so if there's like pain involved Mm. on someone's part that it seems like we don't know how someone else is feeling then I think it's fair enough to have a conversation if there's something in you that feels like the intention here good thing the wholesome thing is to have this conversation and like you say you're in that practice mode Mm. have the conversation it's really clear which sometimes it just is you come off a date no one's messaging each other we know what this is Mm. fair enough classic though dating apps isn't it is um (laughs) people just if they just delete you look take the sting and then move on (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> that's what people do right if it's like you start they start those conversations and then change their mind they think i'm just gonna delete this contact don't read into it no and also guys i'm gonna play devil's advocate usually the pe- reason people do that is because they wanted a bonk and you're not putting out the vibes or you know they've got a girlfriend they wanted a bit of attention yes oh my god was that honest i read something today about nine percent of people used an app while in a relationship now don't go worrying if you're in a relationship if it's a healthy happy relationship yeah I was um oh, what podcast was I listening to and uh, the question was um my husband says he's got a dating app just to look and be involved should I be worried yeah get off the app <laughs> what like some people just have apps on their phone that are in a relationship yeah I think that, I mean, for me, that would be an, uh, an unless that would be a deal breaker really but... relationship and no one to judge. But if it's like, that is not the agreement. Yeah. Yes. So Fair. that's like, yeah. Oh, that's like, pretty odd, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. I know. Um, anyway. Oh, I did read a good, um, a good dating tip for the old early app conversations which is completely off topic it was if you've ever are wondering what somebody's intention is ask them if they want to go for a walk and a coffee and mm. people who aren't interested in building a relationship are more likely to say no because they're less likely to get laid 
That's really interesting. That is a really hot tip. Where did you get that from? Do you know who it was? It was, I can't remember his name, but the, he's like the number one matchmaker in America. He's doing, um, on the diary of a CEO. Yes. Yes. And he's doing, uh, married at first sight UK at the moment. Let me look at his name for you. I need to watch that. Yeah. My YouTube or something. I was like, Hmm. Do you watch the podcasts? Yeah. I'm a YouTube watcher a lot of the time. Let me get his name up. About 50-50, I listen as well. If anyone wants to know, tell us what you are. (laughs) (laughs) Really gone off topic now. Hang on. Paul Brunson. Yes. Hot tip from Paul. If you want to weed people out early, ask her for a coffee date. Mm, Interesting. Okay. Anything else you want to say on the old ghosting front? Oh, I do. I have a question. I do have one last thing. I was reading about in the Philippines, they want to make ghosting illegal because they say it's a form of emotional abuse. Do you agree or disagree? (laughs) I can understand, right, that the impact of it can feel very real. Like people lose themselves, right? Yeah. There's no way you could police that. No. And everyone would get arrested. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Wouldn't they? I know. I do think that the emotional impact, but a lot of the time, the emotional impact from ghosting as well is for us to, I always say to people, and I've said it already here today, but if you're going to put yourself out there, if you're in the dating world, it's a risk that we take in the modern dating world, right? Yeah, maybe being a bit more realistic. And also I, well, you know, like obviously we're in this space, but I think if you've been ghosted and you can perhaps have that gut feeling that your reaction isn't parallel to the ghosting event so if it does take you back to that solid place of pain and rejection and obsession and and deep hurt but yet you've had maybe one day or two dates or you've been speaking to them for a couple of days that is your sign to go and do the work on you because that's something deeper that's not about that person exactly well let's end it there on that note then I loved that for our first episode. And just before we end it, we do just want to take a moment to ask you to rate, to subscribe, review this podcast, because basically that is how it's going to get spread out. That's how people are going to hear this podcast. And on a side note, we would absolutely love to hear from you guys as well. So if you are listening to this screenshot, share, spread the word and let us know that you're listening. Yes. See you next week.